This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to Talking Travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. Sally Lucas is with me as always, and we're off to Europe today. We are off to Europe today, and it is the flavour of the month at the moment, as it was last year, I think. Australians are travelling there in hordes. And I have with me as a guest today, Saxon Templeton from Peregrine. Now, Peregrine is a company which he might like to explain a little bit more about himself, but I think we more uh, think of it synonymously with adventure-based travel. Wouldn't you agree, Saxon, like your, your main areas of expertise? in the past have been through Latin America and Nepal and trekking and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's exactly exactly right, Sally. We've, uh, we've actually, we're celebrating our 30th birthday this year in 2007, which is uh, wow. a special year for us. And uh, I guess longevity in the travel industry is... Um, Basically shows that you know we're doing something right, and you're, you are exactly right. We, we cover the globe and our destinations, but we're really focusing now on Europe and looking to do Europe a, a different way. I, I hear you mentioned the hordes travelling to Europe, and that's yes. unescapable. It's absolutely true. Literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people go across to Europe. Yes. But uh, I guess our mantra with with Peregrine in Europe is to, to try and escape those hordes. And uh, the places that we visit and the, the regions and the villages uh, are chosen specifically for trying to get away from this mass market tourism, really. And I think that's why a lot of people now are looking for this style of travel, Saxon, because a lot of these people who are travellers are not first-time travellers anymore. Like they're going back for the second and third time. So they're looking at doing something a little bit differently. They don't want the old Cook's Tour of Europe or, you know what I mean? They still want to sort of be a little bit pampered and looked after, if you like, but they want to do it in a light adventure style of way and really mix it with the locals? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I, uh, I class myself uh, a repeat Europe offender, actually. I just uh, <laughs> tend to go to Europe for all my holidays and I can't see anything changing in the, in the next few years. And um, it's exactly that. There's a, there's a place in the market for, um, you know, see many countries over, you know, see 10 countries in you know, 13 days and that's fine. But the, the, the passenger that travels with Peregrine to Europe is more so, as you described, someone that's been there a few times before and has seen the cities and seen the capitals and wants to get off the beaten track and I guess see Europe with a difference and see these small villages and meet the locals and interact with the, with the culture that you can't do in those bigger cities. That's true. And I mean, I think you still incorporate for those that are a bit worried, you might be going a bit soft on them, but it is is still light adventure. Like you've got some walking, some moderate trekking and cycling, etc., all built into some of these itineraries. Yeah, absolutely right. We we recognise that people are different. And um, so we actually have different styles of travel within our program. So if you wanted to just do some really easy walking, roughly three hours a day through meadows and vineyards and taking your lunch in little villages, we've got that. If you want to be more adventurous and, and tackle something like Mont Blanc or the Slovenian Alps in, uh, in Slovenia, of course we have that, but we also have uh, a very popular program which is small group touring mm-hmm. um, which uh, you're not sharing a, a big bus with the 50 other people we have a maximum group size of our program of 15 passengers and less always and we do have um, small group itineraries uh, particularly in Turkey and Eastern Europe which carve off more distance than you can walk in a day but do it in these small groups environments and um, still adhering to getting off that beaten path and seeing those smaller places. Yeah, and I think that's a lovely way to do it. And it's the sort of accommodation you're using now. What, what is that? Well, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky to be in charge of this program. And when I go over to Europe to contract, my first question when I look at a hotel is not do we fit in here or can we fit in here? It's rather, do we want to stay here? Mm. We choose our properties by character, not capacity. Mm. And um, generally, if we, if, if we look at them, we want them to be authentic to the region. The perfect property uh, that we use in Europe is uh, hopefully owned by Mama, 
Mum mm-hmm. will do the cooking that night and the rest of the family will service the rooms during the day. So small, clean and comfortable, ensuite facilities, great location, but really a, a character or a charm to the property. And you're staying mainly, as you say, more in the regional areas and the scenic areas rather than just concentrating on the cities. That's right, exactly right. We do have some itineraries, like particularly some of these small group touring itineraries that I mentioned, that, that will visit towns and in some cases cities. Um, but the cities we visit uh, aren't the big, I guess, more mainstream ones. They might be a city like Talmina or Sicily or something like Budapest in Eastern Europe, at which point all of our properties are always very centrally located. So you can literally leave the door of your hotel and be in the heart of the city. So we've got a, got a mix of the, the small regions and also, I guess, um, some really fascinating cities in Eastern Europe and Turkey in particular. And your, your trip pl- prices, sorry, I'm slipping my words around here, is that normally fairly inclusive? Yeah, what, what you'll get just... To, to use a broad brush, you'll, you'll get your breakfast daily. Uh, depending on itinerary, you'll get, to, if it's a walking uh, or a cycling itinerary, you'll get many picnic lunches included, prepared by your local leader. Um, and you roughly, across the program, get about half of your dinners included, leaving you that flexibility also to do your own thing on some of the evenings too. Which is what you want to do as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that sounds fantastic. And, of course, bicycles are provided and all that sort of thing, naturally, if they're doing a, a bicycle tour. As yeah, well. absolutely. We, uh, if it's a cycling program, your, your bike is provided as is a helmet. Um, mm-hmm. You'll probably be the only one in Europe wearing a helmet, but you do get the helmet <laughs> as well with your bike. They don't worry about it as much as we do, huh? No, they're pretty casual over there. And I just thought we'd mention here, Saxon, as I've discussed the last couple of weeks on the program, that you know we say the world is your oyster, but that oyster mm. is almost clam size now. Instead of one pearl in it, we've got many because there's just so many doors have opened and there's new places for people to visit that I just think no one can come into your office and say anymore, oh, yes, you know, I've been everywhere. Absolutely. You know, it's just so much out there, as we know in the industry, having worked in it all our lives, basically, that we know ourselves how much travel we've done and how much there still is to see that we haven't seen. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I guess this is what you're trying to offer is these different pockets. Yeah, we are, exactly, Sally. One of the things that we're, we're very focused on is that uh, we want to expand the boundaries. Peregrine is well known as, the, I guess, our ethic is the spirit of adventure. So um, we do have within Europe some destinations which many of your, your listeners might not have been to, such as um, Portugal or uh, the beautiful Slovenia. Croatia is... Um, the ever more popular Croatia, I should say. Mm. Um, fascinating places like Corsica or even um, some yes. of the countries that many of your, your listeners might have been to before, such as France and Italy. We're opening up new regions there too, such as uh, Sicily or the Abruzzo region um, in the east of east of uh, Italy. And um, or as people like myself, you know, love going back year after year. Um, you could go back to a France or to to an Italy, a favourite country, mm. but really see it and experience it in a new way with the Peregrine trip. I agree. And I mean, also, you're looking, I was just looking through your brochure while you've been speaking, like you've got Dolomite adventures, you know, mm. in the beautiful Dolomite Mountains, the Pyrenees, you know, Andalusia, you know, so there's some wonderful things out there and covering, you know, valleys, valleys, vineyards, mountains, you know, just about everything. That's absolutely. I mean, and, and it's all about personal choice. We recognize everyone's mm. different. So there's product in there. If someone wants to go and, and trek in the Pyrenees, uh, absolutely, they can do a trek in the Pyrenees. Or if someone's uh, more to the taste of sitting in a French village and uh, just taking in the atmosphere and sipping on uh, a, uh, a Chardonnay and, and people watching, there's that as well. So it's yeah. for everyone, hopefully. That's right. And either, either thing is a nice thing to do. you just got to get that balance, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So. And Turkey's still the flavour of the month as well, isn't it, don't you think? With you know that? what, Turkey is, uh, we've actually added, had to, uh, to add in an extra three departures for this year into our Treasures of Turkey, which is uh, an all-encompassing tour. It's 15, 15 days and uh, just a nudge under $1,800. And 
Something about Turkey which I find fantastic is you've got the great sites uh, and the, mm. the magnificent cities of, uh, of course, Istanbul, broaching uh, Asia and also Europe. But mm. you've got fascinating historical areas like Troy and Ephesus. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fantastic, isn't oh, it? No. Walk the road that Cleopatra walked on 2,000 years oh, ago. It's just amazing. And down in the south of Turkey, you've got a beautiful, uh, the beautiful coast, Gagova and Gagova, which we uh, actually give a, a sail on a Turkish goulette. So within a, a country such diversity, and I, I'm a bit, um, I personally think that the people are one of the key factors to Turkey. They're so friendly, want to converse with you, try their English. It's just a really wonderful mm. and, and pleasant experience. Great country. And your tour leaders, you were just mentioning me off air before, you were saying that they're all local tour That's leaders right. too. It's, it's something that we don't waver on it's it's a key platform for peregrine across the globe is that we only employ and use local leaders and uh, it, i can say it does cost us to to do that but seeing italy um initially we actually regionalize so not only are they italian leaders obviously fluent mm. in english but we regionalize so if you're seeing the amalfi coast or the mm. cinque terre with uh, with peregrine your guide will actually be from from those regions so it's a uh, I guess you can learn about areas, people can read up on areas, but you can't ever learn passion. And that's something which um, we get in spades from our leaders across in Europe. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic because that's where you get your knowledge from, as you're saying, is, is that input you get from a local is, you know, you can't surpass that, can you? Oh, no, not at all. And that's why it's, a, it's, it's one of our key, uh, like I say, platforms. And we uh, actually just, uh, we did a, a past passenger workshop only um, last week with some passengers that did um, some various uh, tours with us uh, across in Italy, as it, as it turns out. And uh, I guess their over, overwhelming highlight of their whole experience was just how great the leaders were and how they really took them to those off-the-beaten path places and took them away from, from places in the guidebooks. And, you know, yes. you just can't replace that, that experience or that pride in people's homelands. And also, I think your small groups is wonderful too because you'd just be like a family travelling around together. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So, so like I say, we, we never have more than 15 on our, on our groups and dependent on the different style of travel, even if you're on one of these small small touring programs, you're not often in a vehicle. You're more off doing, doing some walking or uh, in a site or getting a commentary from your leader. So um, if you are a very independent-focused pe- uh, person, also you do not have to pay a um, single supplement unless you want to. So right. that's we do attract a lot of independent-minded people, mm. and we just match them up with um, someone same sex, and uh, they're not forced to pay uh, extra money if they don't want to. That's fantastic. Well, that's given us a good insight into your Europe program, and I hope that something in there has appealed to people out there that are probably thinking, "How can I do Europe a little bit differently?" So, thanks very much for coming on the show today, Saxon, and um, I look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you.